This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. Hi, I'm Carl Vaders, and I'm a small church pastor. Welcome to this bonus episode of Can This Work in a Small Church? Not only is this a bonus episode, but it will be the last ever episode of Can This Work in a Small Church as well. Yes, you heard me right. It's our last episode. But no, we're not stopping the podcast. All we're doing is we're changing the name. But there are some big reasons why we're changing the name, and we're going to talk about that in this episode, plus another bonus episode coming up soon. In this episode, first of all, I won't have any guests. It'll just be me walking through some of these things. Because of that, it'll be shorter than usual. And I'm going to walk you through why we're changing the name, what the new direction will look like, and what the new name will be. But before we get to the new name, let's talk about why we are no longer going to be calling this podcast, Can This Work in a Small Church? There are three primary reasons. Reason number one is this. Can This Work in a Small Church was a great name for a podcast for a while. But to tell you the truth, after a dozen episodes or so, it started feeling a little repetitive to me. And after a couple dozen and now over three dozen episodes, quite frankly, it feels a little bit like a gimmick. And that was never my intention. Uh, In 39 episodes, 39 interview episodes that we've done so far, the answer to can this work in a small church, has only been no, but one time. Every other time, the answer has been, yes, of course this will work in a small church. And of course, that would be the case, because why would we constantly pick topics and interview guests that don't work in small churches when the whole ministry is about coming from a small church perspective and speaking to people who are ministering within a small church context? So, The question and answer part of that started feeling like a gimmick a while ago, so we started reconsidering what might be another alternative way of approaching this while still keeping true to the integrity of the idea that we're coming from a small church perspective and we're speaking into those who are ministering within small church contexts. So, Can This Work in a Small Church was a great title, but it doesn't quite serve us for the long term because of the feeling of the gimmick aspect of it. So that's reason number one why we won't be using that title anymore. The second reason we're not going to be calling it Can This Work in a Small Church anymore is because we're actually not going to be using the term small church in uh, the titles for our ministries or for the main projects we do anymore. And it's not because we're moving away from ministering to small churches or from a small church context. We are remaining true to that. But we're removing small church from it because it actually created a barrier that we uh, did not expect. And in fact, it created a barrier that is exactly the opposite of the intention of using the term small church. So in order to explain that, let me walk you back a little bit in history of this ministry. Back when we began this ministry 10 years ago, uh, we really debated whether or not to use the term small church. Uh, I walked through all kinds of other ideas. Normal-sized church was one of the 
uh, ones that kind of was a, a main alternative. We, we looked at everything from, like I said, normal size church to regular church to, uh, you know, uh, fun size. I mean, <laughs> family church, bistro church. Uh, I've got a whole page filled with all kinds of words, uh, you know, nine out of 10 of them that I look at right now and I cringe because that's what happens when you're brainstorming. But we landed on small church for one very simple reason. Well, actually for two. One reason was it's really self-explanatory. When you say small, you know what you're talking about. Yes, we have to define what numbers we're referring to, but small means small, and we know that. If you're going to use the term normal or anything else like that, I, what that means is much fuzzier. So small is fairly clear. But the main reason we stuck with the term small church is this. We're doing a ministry for small churches and for those who are in leadership in small churches, for those who are serving small churches. And if we're going to be saying there's nothing wrong with being small, which is one of the primary you know, functions of this ministry is to help encourage small church pastors and leaders and, 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 and ministers that there's nothing wrong with being small. If we're going to say there's nothing wrong with being small, but we're afraid to use the word small, our language kind of betrays uh, you know, feelings underneath that might not match what we're saying up front. So we thought if it's okay with being small, then it's okay to use the word small and we're going to embrace it and lean into it. So those of you who have been around this ministry for a while know that up until a couple of years ago, we called this entire ministry newsmallchurch.com and we now and that was our URL. Now it's carlvaders.com because we started moving away from the new from the small church term again, not because we were embarrassed by it, not because there's anything wrong with it, um, because here's why. We embraced small to begin with, like I said, because we didn't want to not use the term and by not using the term make people feel like there's something wrong with the term. But when we embraced the term small, what actually weirdly happened was those who need the ministry the most, those who are in small church contexts, were actually some of the first ones to reject us because of the term small. For example, when I speak at conferences, and I speak at about 30 conferences a year, when I speak at conferences, some of those conferences are like uh, a denominational meeting that already has a name, and so people show to it anyway, and I happen to be the speaker. But sometimes I'll put a conference together and invite me, uh, and that's the reason the conference is being put on, to bring me in and to talk to people in a small church context. If they put the title small church in the name of the conference, invariably during a break between sessions, I will talk to a pastor, usually several of them, who will say, you know what? I've got a friend who really should have been here. I wish he would have been here. I'm going to send him the, you know, the, the, the link to the, to the seminar notes or, or to the live stream, right? And why didn't he come? Because he saw small church in the title and he didn't want to go to a, a small church conference because he doesn't want to, uh, you know, say he's a small church pastor, but he pastors like 12 people. It's definitely a small church. But the idea of going to a small church conference feels like that pastor is admitting defeat is somehow how they feel about it. And so I didn't, I don't want to put up a barrier that will stop uh, my great friends and co-ministers in smaller congregations that will stop them from coming to hear what I have to say and from receiving the resources that we have to offer. I don't want small to be a barrier that stops them from hearing and getting what they need. And so when we have a conference where small isn't in the title, where we talk about healthy churches or, or simply leading in a new in a context for the next century or whatever, those don't put up the barrier of small. 
And so as we realize that the term small is actually a barrier that keeps small church pastors from receiving the information and resources, we realized let's not put up that barrier anymore. So that was why a couple years ago we switched from newsmallchurch.com to carlvaders.com, for instance. And so now for the podcast, uh, going to a title that doesn't have small church in the title is part of the reason for that as well. I know for a certainty because I've heard from multiple people that there are those who would benefit by the content of this podcast, but who won't listen to it, even though it's been passed on from a friend, because they see small church in the title, and maybe they're in a slightly larger church context, or maybe, like folks we talked about already, they're in a small church, but they don't want to admit it, and so they just kind of you know, wave their hand and go, I'm not interested in small church stuff, okay? So we're going to change it. We're going to uh, take small church out of that title to open it up to people uh, more often than that. So first of all, the gimmick is something we want to get away from. Secondly, small church sometimes is a barrier for people to receive the information, and we don't want to put that barrier up anymore. And then the third reason for that is that for the title change away from can this work in a small church is this. We want to keep the original intent of it. We want to, we will always be speaking from a small church context. We will always primarily be speaking to people who are ministering within a small church context, but we don't want to just have a conversation among us. So the third main reason we're moving away from can this work in a small church is because we want to open this ministry up to other audiences. We want denominational leaders to listen to this, people who put on a big church conferences to listen to this, people who are ministering in a big church context to listen to this. Why? Because if this conversation is only happening among those who are already in a small church context, then we're actually causing kind of a further division in the body of Christ, which is the last thing we want. If the only people talking about the value of and resources for small churches are those in small churches, then we're not going to be having a full conversation with the full body of Christ. And I think there's great things that people who run larger conferences, people in big churches, people who oversee denominations need to hear from us as small churches. And if the term small church is a barrier for them listening and receiving this and hearing these opinions and getting these resources, then we want to remove that barrier as well. So those are the three primary reasons we're not going with can this work in a small church. First of all, we want to drop the gimmicky idea of it. Secondly, we don't want small church to be a barrier for our small church friends coming in and getting the resources. And thirdly, we want to invite people who aren't ministering in a small church context to hear what we have to offer as well. And to, and through that, to gain a greater understanding of what's happening with their fellow ministers who are ministering in a small church context. So, those are the reasons we're dropping one title. Now let's go to the other side. And what is the new title going to be? Well, for the first time ever, you're going to hear this. Here it is. A drum roll, please. The new title is going to be The Church Lobby, Conversations on Faith and Ministry. So the title of the new uh, podcast is going to be The Church Lobby. The subtitle is Conversations on Faith and Ministry. So why are we going to be calling it The Church Lobby? In the next episode, which will also be a bonus episode, I'm going to give you a thorough breakdown of that, what it'll all be about and what you can expect moving forward. But before we get to those details in the next podcast, let me give you some basic outlines right now. Um, as I've thought and prayed through uh, and asking myself, what would be a better title for this podcast? Uh, one of the questions I kept asking myself was, 
Um, when we sit down and we have conversations like we're going, like we have on this podcast on a regular basis, outside of the podcast area, where do we tend to have conversations about faith and ministry? And the place we tend to have conversations about faith and ministry more than anywhere else is in the church lobby. In fact, it's really interesting when this ministry first started 10 years ago, and I wrote my first book, The Grasshopper Myth, and then I started writing and then I, the, the blogs and the articles, and then I started speaking at conferences. When I would have conversations with other pastors at conferences, one of the first things they kept repeating over and over again was, whoa, you're saying out loud from the platform and in a book stuff we used to only talk to each other about in the church lobby. So that's kind of been, you know, in the back of my head for the last 10 years, we're taking the church lobby conversations and we're putting them out on a larger platform. We're saying out loud the stuff we used to whisper in the corner in the church lobby. So we thought, well, if that's the place where those conversations take place, let's kind of honor that and use that as a visual for what this podcast will be about. We're going to have con continue to have conversations on faith and ministry. It will be from a small church perspective. It will be spoken into a small church context. But we're going to talk like we would talk when we're talking with friends in the church lobby. So by using that uh, that idea, that visual of the church lobby, hopefully then people will look at that and go, hey, I want to get in on those kind of conversations as well. Uh, we're not talking about things we do from the pulpit as much. There probably will be a couple interviews with people about how to have a better preaching style and so on. But part of the reason we're not going to be emphasizing that is there's a lot of help out there about how to be a better preacher. But there's not as much help out there about what do we do after that. And what I've discovered in ministry is this. What we say from the pulpit puts its boots on in the church lobby. It's the first place where we start to act upon what we said. It shouldn't be the last place where we act upon it, but it's the first place where we act upon the things that were said in the pulpit. So to wrap everything up, if you are listening to uh, this podcast shortly after we put it out in December of 2022, our first episode of the Church Lobby podcast will be in January 2023. It will be another bonus episode where I'm going to walk you through even more of the details about the new name and the new direction and the kind of things we're going to be doing. So it will be another shorter solo bonus episode. After that, we'll be back to our interview format that we've been pretty consistent on. And quite frankly, other than the title, you won't notice a whole lot of big changes. We'll still be speaking from a small church perspective. We'll still be speaking primarily into the small church context. We will have great interviews with church leaders. We're going to keep the lightning round. You're even going to hear the same theme music. So that's what's coming. But again, more details in the next bonus episode. In the meantime, because you are a regular listener and because you're listening to this podcast and because you've made it now almost to the end of the podcast, we want to reward your faithfulness by giving you a sneak peek. If you would like to see what the new logo is going to look like for the Church Lobby podcast so that you'll recognize it when it shows up on your phone soon, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. All you have to do is go to carlvaders.com. You'll see there the article that connects to this particular episode and you can see the new logo for the new podcast name, The Church Lobby, in that article. We'll put a link in the show notes for you. In the meantime, we hope you're as excited as we are. We hope you'll stick with us. We hope you'll pass this around to others so that they continue these conversations that we have in The Church Lobby. This episode was produced by Veronica Beaver. It was edited by Phil Vaders. Original theme music was written and performed by Jack Wilkins of jackwilkinsmusic.com. 
The graphic design is by Solomon Joy. And me, I'm Carl Vaders, and I hope to talk with you again in the church lobby. Music